Kia ora and welcome to this episode of The Image Austenite. I'm Frances Duncan, author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand. My special guest today is Amy. Kia ora. And we are going to be discussing Letter 31 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen, which I'm going to read because it's Lady Susan. Yeah, all right. I love reading Lady Susan. We all love reading Lady Susan. Oh, do you want to turn in? No, you go. Letter 31. Lady Susan to Mrs. Johnson, Upper Seymour Street. My dear friend, that tormenting creature Reginald is here. My letter, which was intended to keep him longer in the country, has hastened him to town. Much as I wish him away, however, I cannot help being pleased with such a proof of his attachment. He is devoted to me, heart and soul. He will carry this note himself, which is to serve as an introduction to you, with whom he longs to be acquainted. Allow him to spend the evening with you, that I may be in no danger of his returning here. I have told him that I am not quite well and must be alone, and should he call again, there might be confusion, for it is impossible to be sure of servants. Keep him, therefore, I entreat you, in Edward Street. You will not find him a heavy companion, and I allow you to flirt with him as much as you like. At the same time, do not forget my real interest. Say all that you can to convince him that I shall be quite wretched if he remain here. You know my reasons, propriety, and so forth. I would urge them more myself, but that I am impatient to be rid of him as Mannering comes within half an hour. Adieu, S.B. I still love her. Like, I hate her, but also just, like, watching, like, a plan that she is so sure of come crumbling down because she was too sure of herself. Glorious. Yes, the man that you, like, have flirted with and, and have become obsessed with you, and the other man that you flirted with and became obsessed with you, yeah, let's not have them meet. That does seem like it would go poorly for you and your attempts to convince uh, Reginald that you're a, a good and honest, trustworthy person who should definitely be his wife. She doesn't have control over any of the men, right? No. So James turned up at Churchill when he was not supposed to. Mannering was in town being like, I need to see you. Where are you? And Elisa's like, you better come to town so he doesn't turn up at Churchill too. And then she sent Reginald letters saying, don't come yet, you know? Chill out for a bit. And he turned up. She's got no control. She gets their attention. She gets their attention. She gets them interested in her. But she doesn't actually have any ability to turn that interest into control. She doesn't have any way to actually influence their behaviour beyond interested in Lady Susan. And that's just really poor planning for anyone who wants to pull this kind of thing. Like, if you, listener at home, are going to pull a Lady Susan, make sure that when you have someone infatuated with you, that you can actually tell them to do something and they do that thing. And not the complete opposite of that thing, and therefore send all of your plans into a spiralling chaos nightmare, so that you have to fake sick so you can go on an awkward dinner date with your ex? I... What? How? How? See, because the thing is, they're obsessed with her, so they want to see her, and they'll do whatever they can to see her, because she's got them hooked on her, but she needs to have them hooked in a slightly different way. Yeah where they will do what she says, and that's not what's happening. They are obsessed with her, but they're not trying to please her. And I think that's where she goes wrong, is that they aren't trying to do things that will help her because she doesn't give enough of what 
her intenters even disguised to make the I'm going to show off how great a man I am and, and go above and beyond be above and beyond in a direction that she wants. Instead, above and beyond is smack through any and all plans that she might have made, might be making, might have the glimmer of a hope to maintain. And instead, like a, a bull in a china shop, everything comes crumbling down and she has to be on damage control again and again and again. Because they're just like, I love you, I'm here. Why are you here? But I love you, I'm here. Like a puppy dog, you can't tell them no because they have no concept of anything that they are ruining. Yeah, she does kind of treat them like puppy dogs and they just follow her around. Yeah. She refers to Reginald as a tormenting creature. Yeah, which is not how she's been uh, phrasing any of her interactions with him up to this point. The thing is, this comes directly after her letter where she's like, you shouldn't come. And then he turns the fuck up. He turns up. Like, what is going on in this man's head? Is anything going on in this man's head? I am starting to be concerned. Maybe he's worried that he's losing her. Mm. With the, give me some space, he might think, she doesn't love me anymore, therefore I should get there right now so she remembers how great I am. Yeah, I, I I can see that being the reasoning. It shouldn't be. If you're going to be pulling this kind of thing, you should be able to pull it in such a way as people don't do that. She's pissed, but like also kind of like, well, he does love me, so it's okay. The proof of his attachment, he is devoted to me, heart and soul. Yeah. That sounds so evil. He is mine. Yes. Yes, very much. I also love that he is carrying this letter. And this letter is dragging him. It's like, this is the introduction letter to you, who he so desperately wants to be introduced to because we are such good friends. But I am going to spend 95% of this letter complaining about how he fucked over my plans and so please don't let him show up near me at all because it will absolutely ruin everything that I'm trying to fix. It shows that she trusts Reginald to not read the letter though. And I think that's yeah. also partly a time period thing where they're like, oh no, I would never read somebody else's correspondence unless they gave it to me. Yeah, can't relate. One of my ex-husbands wrote a bunch of very mean letters to me and a very nice letter to my mother and put them all in one envelope and sent them <gasps> to my mother so that my mother would read the nice letter and he was like hoping that she'd read the ones where he was talking about how horrible I was. I know but I don't think she read them or if she did she didn't say a thing I mean Lady Susan could never is it silly of her to think that this is fine to give him this letter when he's already proven he's not gonna do as he's told and in this letter she's like he might turn up again please keep him he's not behaving It is absolute nonsense that she would believe that this would work. I think anything that makes this work is purely because Mrs. Johnson is able to pull her own version of a Lady Susan and keep everything spinning. Bearing in mind that at this point, she is still dealing with her husband's probably fake uh, bout of gout. 
that is the reason that they cannot be having all of these correspondences in a more immediate, personal, in-house situation, which would probably be much easier to deal with than trying to navigate two locations that people could be showing up at. I mean, lucky for us, it means we get to know what's going on yeah. more. Because if those two are in the same room, we don't get oh, to know yeah. what happens. Suddenly everything is a locked room. Yeah. I will say, because I wasn't on the previous episodes, shout out to Mr. Johnson, frankly. That man, absolute king. No, I don't want Lady Susan in my house. No. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere if there is the vaguest potential that that will mean that she is under my roof. No. (laughs) Oh, so you think it was intentional on his part? Oh, for sure. And if not, the the gods, the spirits, the the sheer regency energy zapped him with that gout for the moment so that he could prevent this from happening. I do wonder what he thinks about random gentlemen showing up to meet his wife, though. Right! Like, come on. Come on. Especially when you're described as, what is it, too old to be attractive, too young to just die. One of the best lines in literature ever. Incredibly great line. And it's like, and now your wife is taking gentleman callers during a period where you were supposed to be away. And sure, she says that this is a a person who's being introduced by a, a mutual friend just because that mutual friend is very interested in him and and wants, you know, the friends and associates to be connected. But, like, are you sure? Are you sure that this young, attractive man is showing up and talking to your wife for innocent reasons? Especially considering that Lady Susan says you can flirt with him. Yeah. Is Mrs. Johnson flirting with all Lady Susan's boyfriends as well? Like, the sheer relationship dynamics, baffling. Like, is this, is this, like, the cursed version of a power throuple, where it's, like... Possibly. It's a power duo, and that one guy that they're dragging along behind them, kicking and screaming, or, more accurately, is wandering blindly, staring at them, like, ah, pretty lady, ah. Yes. <laughs> they're trying to find a third. They've got three <laughs> that they're juggling. So that's the tricky thing about being a Black Widow is that you try and find a third and they just keep dying. (laughs) Uh, See, I think Lady Susan would make a great Black Widow. Oh, yeah. I think truly the only reason that she isn't is because it would just be slightly less convenient for her societal standing if she kept having that many dead husbands. People might start to suspect. Yeah. You know my reasons. And then she's like, ugh, you know, like propriety and that sort of shit. Yeah, the the usual nonsense. I I am always kind of in love with really short time frames being mentioned in, like, letters. So the fact that Mannering comes within half an hour. They're quite close together, like, where they're the, the various locations because they're, like, a street away or something because it was as close as Mrs. Johnson could get Lady Susan to her without physically being in the house. We'll say an optimistic, like, ten minutes to, like, write the letter, hand it to Reggie, be like, hey, bud, hey, pal, want to get the fuck out? (laughs) Real quick, real cute, go say hi to my friend. You have, like, 20 minutes that you need to entertain this person before the person you're trying to keep them away from shows up. But also, you know, you you could just have a, a random time frame in a letter, and it's like, 
how is this useful to me? This this letter, you know, in other circumstances, could take weeks for me to for it to arrive. Why tell me that someone's going to be there in half an hour if you don't then tell me what's going on? This case is slightly different, but I'm always fascinated by, oh yes, and soon this person will be showing up, but you don't get to hear about that. Goodbye. Yeah, I can imagine her panicking writing this letter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be here within half an hour. You have to go, also, not everybody turns up on time. No. I, I'm chronically not on time. Francis hates it. Although you were early today. Because I said that I was going to be there by by, by one. And I, I said that as it was just turning 12. <laughs> As people are coming, or I have to do something, I can't focus on anything because people could turn up or I need to go and do that thing right now, even if it's not for like 45 minutes. Anyway, that's our discussion of Letter 31 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. I'm Frances Duncan. This has been Emmy. Links to the socials are in notes. Thank you for listening, and we wish you happy reading. That is our discussion of Letter 31 of Jane Austen. No, of... Lady Susan. That is our discussion. (laughs) Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of... The Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride-focused merch, too. It's on Redbubble, and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!